Welcome to the Commands of Christ podcast brought to you by the Home Discipleship Network. We're excited about guiding people to the Word of God to experience the abundant life and to be encouraged as they walk as disciples of Jesus all through the power of Christ living in us. And now, your hosts, Gabe Cleeter and Nate Payne. Today, we're continuing our discussion on the command of Christ practice secret disciplines. And in this particular episode, we want to talk about more of the practical elements of how we apply this to our life and how it is to be carried out. So we're not going to go into a complete in-depth study or explanation on this, but maybe give you just a couple small tools that you might be able to use that'll help you go deeper in your walk with the Lord and understanding this command more. So Gabe, I think what we're going to do for this episode is we're actually just going to give the reference um, from where this command is found or where it's derived from, and that's Matthew chapter 6, um, 1 through 18. And, and like for the sake of time, I think we're just going to um, skip over reading that for today. Um, but we would definitely encourage our listeners to go read it, refresh your, your memories on it. If you haven't been listening up to this point, um, you can read those verses and it'll be of great benefit. But Gabe, let's go ahead and just hop into some verses that walk hand in hand with this command. And as we're talking about practicing secret disciplines. So as we look at the practice secret disciplines, as, as you said, was derived from and is derived from Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 18, where, where Jesus multiple different times um, talks about practicing these disciplines in secret. One of them is giving in secret, right? The second one is um, that is mentioned is praying in secret and then fasting in secret. And each one, I think at the core, if, if, if you read over that passage, the core of each one is that you're doing it as to the Lord and not to men, right? So it talks about like when you're praying, not standing on the street corner to be seen of men. It talks about when you're fasting, not to disfigure your face and look, you know, sad countenance and, oh, I'm fasting. So everybody says, oh, holy you, you know, that like that that's the wrong motivation and I'm not pursuing the praise that comes from men, but rather I'm doing it as unto the Lord. And if I'm really doing it as to the Lord, I am, um, it doesn't matter whether people notice me or not, that's because right. that's not what my motivation is. And I think in Colossians chapter 3, there's some verses here that go right along with this. It's coming at it from a little bit of a different angle, but I think it connects. In Colossians chapter 3, verses 23 and 24, it says this, and whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. And I feel like that just crystallizes so much of what we're wanting to share here. Whatever you do, we're supposed to always, mm-hmm. we're supposed to do everything. This isn't just practicing secret right. disciplines. We're actually supposed to do everything we do as to the Lord. But even specifically when it comes to giving, when it comes to praying, when it comes to fasting, that we would do it as to the Lord and not as to men. And it's interesting how it says in the next verse that the Lord, right, will be the one that gives the reward because we serve Jesus, right? We're, we're, we're looking to him um, and how, you know, it talks about multiple different times in the Matthew um, 6 passage that the Lord is the, your father which seeth in secret shall reward you openly, right? So when we do it as to the Lord, the Lord has a reward in that, and we could talk more about what those that reward looks like, but just to see that God's heart is that we would do everything as unto him. And if we're doing it as to him, we're going to care primarily for his smile and not be doing it for the recognition of men, or even just for ourselves. We're actually doing it as unto the Lord. That's right, Gabe. And I think along <clears throat> with this, 
let's talk about a little bit about a couple practical elements um, about giving, praying, and fasting. Um, it really, to be frank about it, it's 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 a little awkward, a little bit talking about it, just because for me the Lord has been exposing my need to be involved in more of these disciplines. Mm. Um, I know that there's been times where I've done each one of these, but as I've dug deeper into this command, studying it, preparing for the podcast, I've just realized, wow, this is just, it's not Mm. something, and I know we've talked about this before, but it's not just like a, a checklist thing. This is just part of getting to know the Lord, getting just drawing closer to the heart of the Lord. And that's really um, eye-opening. And, and I definitely see in my own personal life the need to go deeper in my walk with the Lord. And so it's a little awkward sharing from it because I don't have it all together. I don't have all these things all together, but I'm learning about it. And But hopefully as we talk about giving, praying, and fasting, there might be some examples that we might be able to give our listeners that might encourage them, that they might be able to relate to, um, to understand this command a little bit better. The first aspect I want to talk about is giving. What is it about giving? Why why are we to give in secret? One of the things um, that that we can do in the area of giving, like you might ask, well, who are we to give to? You know, it talks about giving alms. And we talked about the word alms, meaning um, basically merciful kindness and giving to the needs of the poor. Well, that is exactly who we can give to. It's to widows, it's to orphans, and basically it's to people who can't pay us back. And again, the heart behind it is doing it before our Father. And I think one of the beautiful things about giving, and specifically giving in secret, um, is it reminds us where everything we have comes from. It comes from the Lord. It's not ours to begin with. And so it's almost like having this privilege to give in secret is like a reminder to myself, oh, wait, I don't own anything. This is the, this, I am a steward of what God has given me. And I want to, a couple other practical things that might help us in the area of giving would be even tithing. The Old Testament talks about tithing 10%, but the idea there is that giving of a certain percentage of whatever the Lord gives to you, giving it back to him, and um, whether it's giving it into a local body of believers or whether it's giving it into um, wherever the Lord directs you to give it, um, being consistent with tithing on the income that God has given you is one simple way that we can practice the area of giving. I think of also taking care of the needs of your family first, just making sure that those things are met um, and making sure you're being faithful there with your finances. And then also giving to a ministry that might be needing meeting the needs of others. You might say, well, our listeners might be saying, I, I don't really know of anyone particularly in need. And I've had that at many times. Like, I don't know of anybody. and But yet there's other ministries that the Lord has laid on my heart. No, I want you to give to that ministry. And these are just, these aren't 
cookie cutter type situations. These are just illustrations. You don't have to be doing, you don't have to be putting, you know, giving in these specific areas. But the scripture does talk about giving to the the widows, the orphans, those that can't pay you back. And again, a reminder, part of that giving process is just reminding ourselves all that we have comes from the Lord. I will never forget this one um, kind of uh, thing that happened to me. And that is, I remember there was there was one time that I was younger, and back at that time, I wasn't really making any money, so the money that I did have was very precious. And I, I remember the Lord prompting me, Nate, give to this one widow. And it was a certain amount that was on my mind. And, but I was like, God, I was like, I don't have much, you know, and what I do have, it's very little, you know, and and I said, Lord, if this is really you, because sometimes you just wonder, well, is it of the Lord or not? I said, if this is really you, would you just show me? And no sooner had I said that, I was actually um, at home in my dad's office. No sooner had I said that, my little, littlest brother walked in the room. He probably was around nine years old. And he said, Nate, he's like, close your eyes and put out your hands. And it's a little humbling to do that because you never know what's going to go in your hand, especially from a child. But I just kind of to humble myself and I said, okay, here. And so I held out my hand and he put something in it. And then he said, open your eyes. And I opened my eyes and it was, I think, like a quarter and maybe a nickel and dime, maybe some pennies. And he said, that's for you. And I was like, oh, thank you, Johnny. I mean, that's that's really nice. And he turns around and and walks out, walks out of the room and and... And then it dawned on me. That was the example that I needed, that God was basically saying, and to me, to give. And do you know what the cool thing about that story was? For my little brother, that was more than likely all he had. I was only giving, the Lord was only prompting me to give some of what I had, but he gave all he had. And I just think that's a beautiful story about giving. Yes. Reminds me a little bit of the widow giving her two mites yes, and just like yes. they gave, she gave what she had and just the impact that that had. I think even then also, as you've talked about giving in secret and not doing it to be seen of men, there's also this um, the aspect of praying in secret and just the importance of, you know, it says, but thou and thou prayest, enter into thy closet I'm going to shut thy door, pray to thy father, which is in secret. And I think of just the significance of taking time to closet ourselves away, if you will. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it does mean closing the door on the things of the world. You know, sometimes we feel like we wake up in the morning and it's like, some of you maybe can relate to this. I know I can. It feels like a herd of wild animals comes rushing at you with all the things of the day. And the initial battle sometimes is pushing those things back and saying, no, first, time with God. First, yes. time in prayer. Someone said something one time, or I read a quote that really impacted me. I think it was Dio Moody who said something to the effect of, see the face of God before you see the face of Amen. men. And just the importance in practicing secret disciplines of actually it's like the place where the day needs to start is in the closet, right? Maybe not literally physically in the closet, but starting out, closing ourselves with the Lord so that then we can go out of the closet and face the day with just a heart in tune and in line with the Lord's heart so he can minister his life through us in the things he calls us to in the day. So it's like the best preparation for outside the closet is in the closet right. with the Lord, spending time in prayer and, and just setting aside distractions to pursue him. Mm. Maybe first thing in the morning we see Jesus did this. You know, he'd get up 
great while before day to pray and mm-hmm. just the importance of that or, or praying before we go to sleep mm-hmm. at night and just like and, and and then also just being quick to commit things throughout the day to the Lord in prayer. And you know, I think if if our heart is towards this that our, if our heart is towards the Lord and towards prayer, then we'll find a time and a place to do it. You know, yes, sometimes we I'm like, "Well, I just have my my house is too busy. Right? There's no, I just, how could I ever do this?" But it's like, you know, if our heart is towards it, we'll find a time, we'll find a place. Um, and I, I think of even the example, and I I, I heard the story that um, that Susanna Wesley, as best I remember it, she had she was obviously the mom to John and Charles Wesley, who just impacted the world so tremendously through their hymns and through their preaching, but. She had, my understanding is, 19 children, right? So it was a busy house. Um, but she saw the importance of spending time, I think, with God. And what she would do is, obviously, not a lot of private places she could go in her house, you know. Yeah. But what she would do is, is as, best, as I understood is she would take her apron and she would throw it up over her head. And it was like, that was like her little prayer closet. And she was there praying. And the kids saw mom with the apron over there. They knew, oh, don't talk to mom. She's having her quiet time. Um, and that was how she pursued the Lord. And yes. it was like, that was her version of getting in the closet, right? right? But it was like, she realized that. I believe she realized her need to pursue the Lord, and she made it a priority. I mm-hmm. think of Oswald Chambers, the one who wrote the famous, probably maybe the one of the most well-known, if you will, devotionals of all time that have impacted so many people, and that's the devotional book, My Utmost First Highest. And Oswald Chambers, he was traveling on a ship a long distance. I think it was when he was going to Egypt, um, where he served for a while. But I, I, I think it was then. But he was traveling on a really long distance on a ship. Now, on a ship, there's not a lot of places you can go unless you're a good <laughs> swimmer. You know, I mean, there's just not a lot of places you can go to be alone, right? And you know, he could have had the excuse, "Well, how could I practice secret disciplines? I mean, I'm on a boat, right? <laughs> how could I closet myself away?" But you know what? His heart was to pursue the Lord, and mm. he found. In the lifeboats, he found if he climbed into where the lifeboats was, it was a quiet place where he could be alone and pursue God. See, if our heart is towards it, we'll find a time and we'll find a place. I know even my own life, I'll share this story from years ago. I, I um, I was serving with IBOP and I was working on the kind of lawn crew maintenance type situation and I uh, there was some work that needed to be done at one of the other facilities and so I traveled down there with with another guy and him and I were both going to be doing some work on that facility and um, I'd gotten up in the morning and um, the, the guy that I was staying with, he was still sleeping and I thought, I need to find a place where the, where there's light so I can read my Bible, you know, with, with the Lord in the morning. And I remember I, I walked out of the room and I looked down because I didn't want to turn the light on and wake up my roommate. And so I, I walked out and I opened the door and I looked down the hallway and at the end of the hall, there was an emergency light on in the stairwell. And I thought, perfect. So I went to that stairwell. I sat down, I opened my Bible and I met with God in a stairwell. Amen. <laughs> and I just thought, wow, God's heart is to meet with us. So this call to practice secret disciplines, to pray in secret, to closet ourselves away, is really a call to prioritize prayer and meeting with God. That's right. And I love the idea of shutting the door behind you because mm-hmm. what that gives, the opportunity that gives is not just to pray to your father, but I think a huge part of prayer is listening. And like you said, shutting out those distractions and just being still and listening before the Lord, so that giving him, if you will, an opportunity to speak to us. So how special. Well, we talked about giving, we talked about praying. Let's kind of conclude this episode a little bit by talking about fasting. So this is all an, also another subject here that is just kind of like, it's hard to talk about because fasting is, for me, at least in my personal experience, is very uncomfortable. <laughs> I think it's kind of the point of some of it. But I think... With the idea of fasting, there's there's several things that kind of I've learned through practicing 
the discipline of fasting. Um, one of the benefits, and there's actually, um, I believe it's in Isaiah um, 58, where there's a whole list of benefits. And I would encourage our listeners, go to Isaiah 58. If you are wanting to learn more about fasting, read that passage because it's it's loaded with good information on it and the purpose for it. But one of the things I found was when you fast, it opens the door to really clearly hear God's voice. It kind of puts a, a damper on a lot of the distractions that can come in an everyday life, and it just gives me more of a single focus. And now, when we talk about fasting, it doesn't just have to be from food. Um, a lot of times that would be the uh, initial thought. It could be the Lord may lead us to, to fast from music or to fast from spending so much time with our friends and versus um, time with God, or it could be fasting from certain hobbies. Basically, I think in a lot of ways, just with the idea of fasting is, is I am going to be setting aside, whether it's food, whether it's friends, whether it's music, whether it's TV, whether it's the internet, YouTube, whatever it is, I'm going to be setting aside this for a time. It doesn't necessarily have to be something bad, but I'm going to be setting aside this for a time so that I can just seek the face of God. And let me tell you, God will reward that type of a heart. He will show up. And I know, especially when I was wanting direction um, for big decisions in my life, when I would set time aside to fast, God would give clear direction during that time. It might not have been an, um, a, a huge eye-opening thing, but I knew when I finished almost always that I had heard and I had experienced and I knew the will of God in that matter. And I think even just like a, another practical kind of aspect of why we fast is it's just a really practical way of denying ourselves. Yes, it's a practical it way of saying no yeah. to our flesh, yes. <laughs> right? And saying yes to God. Yes. And I think too that it's another, it's a really tangible way of saying, I need the word even more than I need physical food. Like, right. yes, I need physical food. God right. designed our bodies Absolutely. to eat. But it's just a practical way. You know, Job said, neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Mm -hmm. So just it's a practical way of saying, I need physical food, but even more than that, I need spiritual food. And that's the word of God. Jesus said, um, after a long fast, and man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word which proceeds out of the mouth of God. And it's just the acknowledging that just like my physical man needs physical food, even more so my spiritual man needs spiritual food. And I, I think another aspect of it is when we fast, when we say no to our flesh, it's like there's a greater sensitivity to the things of the spirit because we're in a sense, we're saying no to our flesh in that way. So I, I think these are some of the reasons that the Lord encourages us to practice this discipline. He's not just saying do it because it's hard. <laughs> it's like, no, do it because I want to work in your life through it and to cultivate a greater um, closeness between him and us through it. Right. And I want to hasten to say that giving, whether it's giving or, or praying or fasting, these things don't make us righteous. Right. Christ makes us righteous. Amen. But the heart is, is that we would get to know God more through each one of these things. And certainly in the area of fasting, you know, there, there are some health concerns as far as, you know, 
if you do have health issues, you obviously want to consult your physician. So we would want to be careful in that area and wise about doing that. But if you can fast, whether it's in, I'm specifically talking about food when I'm referring to that, but if you can fast from food or whatever it is the Lord's laying on your heart to do, you know, if you can do that, doing it and just seeing the Lord meet you there. So whether it's giving, praying, or fasting, it's not an issue of righteousness. It's an issue of getting to know the Lord more. And um, I think that's that, That's actually the promise that we have here in this command, is if we do these things in secret, getting to know the heart of our Father, He will reward us openly. Mm-hmm. So I hope for our listeners, we've covered a lot in a very short time, but I would encourage you, if, if these are not areas that you have been practicing in your own life, I would really encourage you to seriously look at these three specific areas in Scripture and ask the Lord. Don't just go at it like, oh, well, I need to start checking these off my list um, to be righteous in the sight of God. No, that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is you go before the Lord, you seek Him through His Word, you look at these things in the Word of God and ask the Lord, God, how do you want me to deepen my walk with you in each one of these areas? And you know what? God will answer that. God will honor that. And that is directly in line with his heart. So I hope that this um, episode has been a blessing to you. Our next episode is going to conclude this four-part series. So we look forward to you joining us on our next episode. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on this journey through the commands of Christ, brought to you by the Home Discipleship Network. If you would like to go deeper in this month's focus, head over to homediscipleshipnetwork.org, where you can download a free study guide to accompany each command. And if today is your first time with us, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, so you will be able to join us each week as we explore the commands of Christ together. That's it for today, and we'll be back with more next week.